Hey guys, this is Brad with Dallas Geek, and I'm here today with... Lars Ebersold. <laughs> and we're here talking about your art. You've been doing art and cosplay for a long time. It's a lot easier for people to recognize you immediately from the crazy costumes that you've done and a lot of the other body work that you've done. But your art, I find to be absolutely fascinating. So how did these little kind of things come about for you? <laughs> well, honestly, I wanted a creepy Christmas tree and something unique and different that I couldn't find. So actually the first year I made Nightmare Before Christmas, I did all the little toys and unique characters from Nightmare Before Christmas and I wanted a tree of ornaments just that. And so it started becoming a obsessive theme. So another year was critters, and then another year was porgs, and this year will probably be gremlins and some never-ending story statues. Nice. Uh, yeah, so things that you can't find that we grew up with pop culturalize, okay. like our Hellboy Tooth Fairy and like the Beetlejuice Sandworm. I nice. I like weird things. Very nice. Even with the weird stuff, you do seem to have a very unique take on them. Slightly creepier than what they actually are, which I love. Um, was that a conscious decision for you to make it extra creepy or like... I'm a firm believer that uh, every artist, you still have to do your own thing. So even if you're doing something at somebody else's artwork, say a pop culture, another fan art thing, you still need to have your own take and twist and your own style. Or that you're just taking somebody else's artwork. Okay. And so I like having my own original stuff, but I'm a firm believer if I'm going to take something that's pop culture, well then, yeah, I'm going to give a little bit of my own twist, my own style, and give it my look to it. So, nice. yeah. <laughs> you do uh, a little bit of clay, a little bit of resin, a little bit of, you know, uh, it seems like everything. Uh, so... What material did you start with before you got into all the rest? Polymer clay. Yeah. I learned how to sculpt with polymer clays. Uh, I would actually make ornaments that were just polymer. And then I realized that sometimes if you got them too big, they're too heavy, or they wouldn't last as long. They would kind of disintegrate over the years. So I learned to do mold making. And so I had a couple guys at Brick and Yard train me on how to make molds. And so they introduced me to resin and lighter weight resins that lasted longer and they're more efficient. Okay. And so it, that's pretty much what all these end up coming out as the final product is resin. So do you usually just focus on the little things? Do you go a little bit bigger? I have been getting bigger. So like the Hellboy Tooth Fairy, I'm going to do a bunch of specimens. So I have him. I'm going to do some chest bursters and have them all dissected open and pinned out in a shadow box. You know, cool stuff. Nice. <laughs> nice. Totally normal things you want on your wall. You know. <laughs> I mean, you want a chest burster on your wall, didn't you? It seems normal to me. I thought so. I mean, did you <laughs> see David's laboratory on aliens? Like, yeah. He had, he had a sweet lab. I want that lab. <laughs> you so, think I'm joking. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I totally believe you on that one. <laughs> That's a uh, goal. <laughs> oh, like, I know your aesthetic. That seems like right in your wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> so... 
Uh, what's been the most complicated thing that you've made so far? Um, complicated would be getting into the larger props. Uh, American Horror Story introduced me to some uh, complicated props whenever they asked me to come build some aliens that were the size of nine to 10 year old children. And they were literally changing the design within 24 hours of shipping out. And so that was uh, one of my first lessons on learning how to make things on the fly, making them secure enough that they could travel, learning my materials a little bit more, learning epoxies really well. <laughs> and I would say that's probably one of the most challenging things is I, I like having time. I'm a slower worker compared to some people and it's the learning how to pick up speed with efficiency and keep it being mindful of what I'm using, what products to mix. So that actually does bring up another uh, point. You don't just make things for individual people that they would want to get, you know, for ornaments or whatever. You have done some other work for other productions. So what all have you had a chance to be able to do work with? outside of your own stuff? I've been working with a lot of local short films. So I've done probably about four horror films. Uh, I've built props for different Comic-Cons and everything, representing some of the TV series. I've worked for ABC's False Prophets. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, it's just wherever the work is, that's just how the film industry is, especially in the Dallas area. We don't really have a steady uh, role of business, it comes in waves. So you might have two months of a bunch of films out here and then three months everybody's looking for work and everybody's scattered. So it it varies. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So of all those different productions that you've done work with, uh, are you allowed to talk about one of the mo more... Uh, So of those uh, different productions that you've done stuff with, are you allowed to talk about any of the more uh, difficult things that you've made for any of them? Or is that still kind of like, you know, you can't quite talk publicly about it or? I could talk about a couple that have already been released. Okay. And so as long as they've been released, then yes. So okay. most people can talk about them. And I think our, the hardest parts is when you're on a time crunch. Okay. As some productions, you'll get a heads up and you'll get like a month or two months to work on stuff. Some people, they'll hit you up three days before production and like, make this happen. You could do a hundred hours of work in three days, right? And you say yes. <laughs> and you make it happen. So... Caffeine's your friend. Caffeine is my best friend. And some other things, but you know. <laughs> it's, it's natural. Let's see, sir. Obviously, with you being part of the cosplay community for, you know, your own fun and enjoyment, have any of your products been used as part of somebody else's cosplay or even your own? Uh, yes. I actually just recently did a trident for a buddy of mine. He actually did an amazing Aquaman, so I was kind of honored to sit there and be asked to do an awesome trident for him. I've had to build some different jackets and random props that people had unique customs that they wanted. I just try to help out everybody. That's all we ever do, isn't it? As artists, we help each other out. Now, of course, the last big thing that 
we always want our viewers to know if they want to go check out more of your work online where can they find you go to LarsEversoul.com. you can find me and you can find me on any social media platform i'm on all of them <laughs> so that's facebook instagram twitter YouTube, Pinterest, YouTube, MySpace, yeah, Barrow. You could you could find me on MySpace. I'm still floating around on there. Maybe not that much artwork, but it's still there. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys are interested in checking out any of her work, and I cannot recommend it enough. Like seriously, guys, come on. It's freaky. It's amazing. It is just wonderful links will be down in the description below so go check her out and until next time this is brad with dallas geeks saying see ya